0: Little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. I hope everybody's awake at least. Amen. This is a serious, this is the most serious season in our lifetimes. The most serious season in our lifetime. This is a serious. Attack of the enemy to bring the Antichrist spirit to rule over this nation. Amen. He thinks he's got Virginia, but can I just tell you he's wrong. Amen. Amen. We're going to rev up, led by Holy Spirit, and find out how to defeat this enemy. Amen. I'm not even going to repeat the things the enemy did in Virginia this last week in secret. Um, But it definitely set it up to make it hard on the church. Let's just say that. Harder than anything else. So we got to rise up, amen? So I'm going to read. I didn't know for sure what I was going to do, but um, I'm going to read this. I'm pretty much going to read it and explain it a little. I'm not going to preach this. is very deep stuff in Romans. I just want you to get this in your spirit, amen? This is where the church has got to get free. We are a self-righteous people, which is wrong, Amen? Self righteousness is religious. Amen. And God is raising up a church, a bride without spot or blemish that is not self-righteous. Do you know the only way not to be self-righteous when you go to witness to somebody, when you go to train your kids in the Lord, when you stand up here to preach or you get up here to minister, which Linda's going to be sharing a word and her testimony in a little bit. Do you know the only way to not be self-righteous? is to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. Now, God has an expectation as he's about to pour out his spirit in an apostolic manner, which is where power is released, that he's going to have a people who've learned to flow with him. Amen? And we're going to be those people. Amen? And so when he gives you a word or he gives you a song or he gives you something. Now, let let me get this out there because this is just really important. He wants a pure and holy people flowing with him. Amen? Counterfeit is, oh, we got signs and wonders and we do all these things and there's no holiness. And what does the Lord say when they stand before him? Lord, Lord, hey, Jesus, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out demons? And he looks at them. This has got to be the most hard, this has to be the most difficult way to have To basically have your blinders knocked off of you by the Lord himself. And he looks at them and he says, this is in scripture. Away from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. And I would say in the church right now, especially in a lot of the prophetic church and the church that's moving in signs and wonders, that would be the word to them from the Lord. That's a sobering word. So you can't base this on you think you prophesy or you think you shake, rattle, and roll or you think you, you, you have a word of wisdom. Amen? That's Holy Spirit's uh, release of, his, of what he wants to do for his purposes. When you do it from a wrong spirit or out of your flesh, you're releasing it for your purposes. And your purpose isn't about him. Amen? And we've got to teach this stuff right, amen? We've got to teach it. I had, I had two dreams, night to night. And these dreams, having I mean, oh, Lord help. The first dream, <clears throat> I was at the beach house, but it wasn't actually my beach house. So I believe that represents m- the ministry part of BFA, not, not the church part. And in this dream, um, I was getting ready to, um, it was John and I and I don't know if my sons were there, but John and I were there, and um, and a couple of the people from the ministry, I think my sister Donna was there. And so my dad is there, my old dad, and he goes, and just so everybody knows, my dad doesn't cook, okay, just so you know. But in this dream, because of what he represented, he said, I'll, I'll get, I got dinner taken care of. And he brought out this old-fashioned, you know, um, Ham and collards and, I um, mean, like a big old-fashioned, there was no turkey, but everything that would be a big old-fashioned Sunday dinner for those who ever had big old-fashioned Sunday dinners, amen? I know Steve knows what I'm talking about, amen? And so, so we're all getting ready to eat, and as we, more people, Tanya and, and Owen Herter come in, those who know them, and they would represent the prophetic movement um, from um, the whole thing with Toronto and so they're coming, and they have their kids, and then they have friends coming. I'm sitting there, and all these people just keep coming. And I'm thinking, wow, we got to feed all these people. But then all these young people and children. So I would say, like, you know, uh, our kids in their 30s and below, they all start coming, even the younger ones. And I'm thinking, well, there's, I can't feed them the same thing that we all had our nice sit-down fancy dinner so I'm, I'm running around thinking, I'm trying to count, so I'm thinking, well, first of all, I'll get pizza. Let me see what kind of pizza. Well, and then I'm thinking, well, there's too many now for pizza. They just kept coming and coming. I said, let me get hamburgers. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm in Nags. I'm like, who's going to fix 100 to 200 hamburgers fast enough to feed these people before they got to get out of here? And then you, you'd go, as as we'd go to the, the person, the kid, and we'd say, well, what, what do you want? Like when we're doing pizza, what do you want? And they're like, well, it's got to be like this, and none of this, and I want this, and can I have this? And and then same with the hamburger. Well, it's got to be like this, but I don't, I'm thinking, oh my gosh! For one thing, I'll just be honest. It was kind of an ungrateful group, and they were very particular, and they just it was nothing like, oh, it's fine, Miss Cindy. You know, we weren't even invited. Just <laughs> do whatever you want. Thank you. You don't have to do anything. And I'm sitting there, and then somebody who who has a lot of She's from my past, from um, another kind of prophetic. She was Her kids were at the Christian school I was at, and she has lots of children and lots of grandchildren. And she also would represent some of the prophetic that had gotten off track in the Waynesburg area back in that day. Um, anyway, so she was like, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. So she starts, and it gets as crazy. And she just jumps in a swimming pool, which we don't have a swimming pool there. But she jumps in the pool. And I'm, I'm like overwhelmed with how. And, and then I realize I have to feed all of these young people. And I can't give them the food we gave the last generation. But it's got to be kind of simple to feed them all. And nobody else is going to do it for me. That was the end of the dream. Now, I don't even have to tell y'all what that dream means, right? Y'all pretty have pretty much it. God's about to have an outpouring to answer our prayers for our children and our grandchildren. Amen. amen? But he's also showing me in that dream, you can't feed them. You can't just feed them what was fed. Now, I'm not talking about, let me see this. You feed real meat, amen, but you can't feed it in the manner of a sit down traditional this is how we do this get dressed up let's do this they're not going to go for the traditional way that we learned christianity you never change the meat of the gospel amen you never change the gospel for any culture you don't change the gospel but god when jesus christ came he presented the gospel amen That was prophesied. Remember, Jesus presented the gospel from the Old Testament. While he was in the process of writing the New Testament, amen, living the New Testament. So he came, though, and he shook up the old order, right? He shook up the old order, but he's teaching the same things. But he's teaching it different. He's teaching it without self-righteousness. He's teaching it as one with authority, amen? He's teaching it as one who lives it. So we just really need to pray in this. Lord, we want our kids. We want young people. Now, this was a ministry not in the local church in this dream, so I believe it has to do with what he wants me to do on social media, what he, what he wants me to do conference-wise and different things like that, whatever. S is a ministry, Amen. So, so I've got to start seeking him for this. He really gave me, in two dreams, uh, probably a couple-day retreat for staff <laughs> to go and really seek him out on these things. We need to take the things of God seriously. When God gives you a dream, do you realize this is God Almighty who's got plenty to do, giving you a dream, giving you a word, when it's really him, amen? So we need to not be so casual about how powerful God is amen how holy God is at the same time I saw someone I'm not going to say who a powerful prophet and he was rebuking everybody there because they were dressed too casual at this church he goes well on Sunday you would dress up I'm thinking no we'd be the same on Saturday and Sunday (laughs) amen but he basically then he rebuked everyone there who did not have a real bible but had this kind of bible God blesses me with this amen I, can't, I would, be, the way I preach and teach, I would be so lost trying to find all these scriptures. In the, I'd have to have a big concordance. So I knew that he had some self-righteousness in there coming from his old school. And, and I think my dream was right before I saw this. And I think the Lord's saying, don't become self-righteous in what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. Okay, just watch what I do. Just flow with what I do. Get ready to go with what I do. And I think we need to pray this in for the church. Amen? See, we can be holy but creative. Amen? We can preach the real word, but in a way that they get it. Amen? A way they can re- We may not like their music, but as long as it's not demonic and the words speak truth, then I may have to put up with the rhythm. Amen? Amen? You know, when God's in it, we've been to some really rockin'-y kind of stuff. That's never, just so y'all know, even as a teen, okay? Here here was my rough rock and roll, Barry Manilow and Barbra Streisand, okay? I mean, I was was an old soul way before. I never, I mean, I didn't like almost anything else, okay? Just, I never went to concerts, and I just, it wasn't my thing. I just like that kind of music that you can understand what they're saying, and it's calming, and I, so I still, personally, I still love worship music. But how many know sometimes we need warfare music? This morning, we needed uplifting. Can you feel the presence of God refilling your tanks in here this morning? The living water is flowing in here because a lot of you have really gone through battle for our nation this week. Some of you for personal battles. But but there's, there's a real attack. I really believe, biblically, Satan has been thrown down from you know, being able to stand before the father and accuse us. And I really believe now he is making, he's really making war with the believers. Amen. Like the scriptures talking about revelation. He's here. He wants to destroy the Jews and he wants to destroy the, the, uh, the Christians. And he is just really going to town trying to do that. Why? Cause he knows his time is short. Does everybody get that? He knows his time is short and guess what? We're going to make sure it's really short. Amen. We are not pushing back the return of Christ. We're pushing back the enemy from shutting us up so that the the outpouring of God can come freely and rush from this nation to the nations. Amen. So you got to see what we're doing. This is what we're doing because Christ is going to come back for that bride without spot or blemish. So right now, we're actually in the season of cleaning up the bride. How many know this church has been preparing for that, teaching for that, has hundreds of hours of video on that for over 20 years? All of a sudden, does everybody notice everybody's God's word now is the season is Isaiah, was it 414 or is it fourteen four? which is it? Not Isaiah, I'm sorry. Um, Luke. Is it 414? Luke, I know it's one or the other. Luke 4, it's everywhere. The, even Sadhu, who was speaking uh, at this thing I was watching yesterday, he brought it up, and, and um, Mike Bickle and them, that's been something. Lord, so I'm, wait until this season. God's going to get, that's when it's your season. So everywhere I turn, everything you turn and listen to. I'm so glad that we trademarked the name Beauty for Ashes, even though 20,000 other people are using it, and we're not suing them because it belongs to God. But we pay for it. Why? Because God wants us to be able to use it and he doesn't want somebody else to come along and say we can't. So we also let everybody else use it because I'm not going to, it's his word. Amen. uh, All that stuff is crazy, but God will give you something way ahead of time to make sure that who he wants to be able to say what he wants and call it what he wants can. So, so we actually are the only people in the United States of America who are supposed to be using the name beauty for ashes when it's associated with ministry and church. How about that one? But I have to put Cindy Foster dash Beauty for Ashes on my Facebook page and things because there's over 20,000 Beauty for Ashes. (laughs) So they can't find us without my name. And so that's the only reason my name's there, believe me. But I'm just saying we are in that season of God is about to do a work on his bride. Now, how many kind of get it that God's probably pretty right in the thinking that until we get in a squeeze situation, isn't it sad that we can't just be hungry for God when everything's great? I mean, in general. Most of us have to admit that our deepest time of going after God, seeking God, crying out to God, reading the Word, is when we're in a trial. Amen? It doesn't have to be that way. I did decide after... I went through some really rough trials after the first really couldn't handle it myself trial that I never wanted that to be my situation again. I want to go after God because he's God. Amen? I want to know him. I want to know how he is. I don't want to pretend how he is. I don't want to make up how he is, and I don't want to believe somebody else's book on how he is unless it lines up with his word. Amen? And we need to know what is his word and what is other people's interpretations. Even in the movies we watch and the things we see. Amen. He is who he is. If you watch something and you think that's who Jesus is, but you don't see Jesus also really letting the religious and self-righteous people have it, and you don't realize that he is the same Jesus of the days of, you know, of Noah's days. Amen. He's, God is, Jesus is the one who is going to pour out his wrath at the end of the times. We've got to see who he really is. We have to have a reverent fear of him. Amen? But it's okay because in that, it's, it's, it's okay because if we know who he is and we know how he is and we're agreeing that he's God and we're not, amen, then it will deal with our rebellion. Amen? It will deal with the rebellion. When I try to twist God into who I want, he to, who I want him to be, that's because I'm rebellious. I don't. This is who he is. I, I saw, I won't say what it was, I saw something else last night. It was, a, I guess, a Christian concert. And it was from somebody who used to, was really in the world and really messed up and really needs some deliverance. And I do believe they've given their life over to the Lord. But I think they may be in the limelight too much. Because they're dancing and worshiping God, but they're doing uh, grab-yourself moves that you only see in filthy music. I mean, I'm sitting there going, is that person really dancing around with their hand up, worshiping God, doing the grab yourself filthy move? I mean, it was, I was like, I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. So Lord says, you need to pray. Because we got to understand what God's going to do to reach this next generation is still not going to be filthy. Amen. But I do believe this person's called. I do believe this person ministered to a lot of people that night. But he's still got way too much of the devil in him. So I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, how are we going to do this? <laughs> Guess what? We're not, God is. But he wants people who will discern and to see and to be able to separate the vile from the precious. And it's precious that God has this person who's been in so much sin and through so much and has millions and millions of dollars and laid it all down because the filthy got so bad, he went back to his Christian uh, roots, so to speak. And then everybody pushes these people because it'll pack a place. It'll bring everybody to your church. Everybody pushes these people because they have a sphere of influence. Well, we want God to use that spirit of influence, right? But we really need to continue to pray and believe that there's going to be an outpouring of God's cleansing power. Amen? His power to cleanse. I, I would love to see the day when all these young people or whatever people, because there's ugly in a lot of people. Amen? Are worshiping like that, and even if it is some performance and not all God, wouldn't it be awesome if his power flew through there, knocked everybody out on the floor for days, and when they got up, they were delivered, set free, and healed, and then those who want to be would return and really worship him? We've got to start seeing big for what God's planning, amen? Because he's a really big God. He's a really, really big God. We've got to get rid of self-righteousness, but we have to really hang on to His righteousness and His holiness. It's like you can't throw um, what they say—you don't want to throw the baby out with the um, with the bathwater. By the way, okay. When I was reading Romans, I read it out of the, the TLV translation, which is a, which is kind of written uh, to Jewish believers, and it's very point on to the King James and the literal. King James literal are the two that are um, the, the literal is actually King James 3 it's just they modernize the language but it's the exact same pretty much um, revelations of what those words mean and then this one is very close and it's not a paraphrase it's actually kind of toned down it doesn't have quite as many words with most of it Anyway, so go to um, Romans. Now, I'm not going to get into the all over the place in Romans. Romans can be, we have a whole teaching on the whole book of Romans. I just want to get to this one thing that God brought out to me. Paul, a slave of Messiah Yeshua, called to be an um, apostle, set apart for the good news of God, which he announced beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, he came into being from the seed of David according to the flesh. He was appointed. Um, I've got to look up some of these words. They put the Jewish words in, and I've got to go check it real fast. Romans 1.1. 1, 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated into the gospel of God. I'm reading it to you from a different translation, okay? Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. I'm going to go back to this other one because I just like how it busted through for me for this. Through him, okay, through Christ, we have received grace and the office of the apostles to bring about obedience of faith among all the nations on behalf of his name. All right. We've got to grab onto this word grace. Okay? Grace is so much more than unmerited favor. What? Unmerited favor, what? We got under, what is grace? Grace is God's supernatural ability, power, everything he is to bring about what he's promised. When you don't know what to do, you cry out for grace. Grace. Amen? When you don't know what to do, cry, when you cry out for grace, you're saying, God, help. God, do this. God, show me. God, I need your grace. I need your grace. I need your grace. When you feel the spirit of fear coming on you, ask God for grace. When you have to do something that you really don't want to do, that's difficult to do, that you know God's calling you to do, you have to ask for grace. Amen? Amen? See, we, we are blessed. We have our own vocabulary in the body of Christ, amen? We have words that nobody else can really use. Grace is one of them. Faith is one of them, amen? Prayer is one of them. These are powerful words. All we need to do is hear that one word, cry out that one word, and it means a whole thesis, amen? It's just It means so much. We don't have to explain to God what grace is. He knows what his grace is, amen? And once we learn what his grace is, we can call on his grace. Lord, I need your grace. I want you guys to learn these things, amen? Because some of us are gonna go through things and in your brain, you're like, I can't do this. I don't wanna do this. Fear will try to push you and have you avoid things you're gonna have to go through, amen? See, you'll never have faith For things that you dread. Because things that you dread is Satan prophesying to you through fear what he's going to do. And God doesn't have any faith. There's no faith for that because we're not supposed to listen to dread. We're not supposed to listen to fear. Amen? In other words, we're asking God to help me with this. No, you have to build up your most holy faith. There's no faith released for something you're not actually going through. Amen? But Satan wants us to get us to worry. He wants to plant fear in us. He wants to plant seeds in us to do the things that he wants to do. And there's no, there's no, because why? We're to think on things that are lovely and pure and of good report. Amen? Now, how many know what the news that's going on and the battles that are going on, and some of you with health issues and family issues, Satan is always trying to make you live in dread. Amen? Remember, dread is a fear of something that's not even yet happening and won't happen unless you begin to fear it's going to happen. The things you dread, the things you fear come on you. That is a spiritual law. Amen? Amen? So if you're afraid this is going to happen, you better deal with that fear. First of all, cast down imaginations. God will give you the grace you need when you need it, if you ask for it. Okay. Mm. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by you having a relationship with God and loving his word and him speaking to you through his word. Amen. That's how faith comes. Anything God tells me, I want him to show me in his word. Because if he shows it to me in his word by his spirit, it will build up my faith. Amen? Amen? That's how faith comes. So if you never read your word, you have very little faith. You have, probably have no faith. If you don't read your word, expecting God to talk to you and to show you things, you are not... Do you know how there, there are people who, who, let's say they had a child or something and that you know, couldn't speak or communicate, and then they came up with technology where that child could point to those things on those boards or whatever and for the first time really communicate to their parents, right? And the parents love that, that, that there's a way to communicate. People, our way of communicating with God is his word, That's why the enemy wants to twist it, change it, and steal it. Amen? That's why he wants to shut it down. The power to destroy him is in that word. Amen? It's a supernatural word. I love the word of God. Amen? I love the word of God. Now, self-righteousness will take that word without the revelation from God, without the heart of God, and try to use it because they don't do that sin. So because they don't do that, they've never been tempted with homosexuality. So they're going to take that scripture about homosexuality and tell you you're going to hell if you're practicing that, this, that, and the other. And if you really study the scripture about homosexuality, it also talks about fornication. It talks about all these, it, it has all these other things and they don't grab that out. Right? It's self-righteous that grabs out a sin that you've never had to deal with. And then use that to attack everybody else to feel superior. And truthfully, you open the door then for the enemy to come against your future children or grandchildren or something. Those are spiritual laws. Amen? Instead of compassion. But compassion changes things. Compassion doesn't say, well, that's okay, you can't help it. Sympathy says, that's okay, you can't help it. But compassion says, I, the Lord loves you, and he's going to set you free from that. And he's got everything you need to set you free and heal you and bring deliverance and make you whole. Amen? Jesus was moved with compassion. The power of compassion would overwhelm him to heal people, to raise the dead, to set people free. Amen? So we have to, we have to get free from self-righteousness. All right. Through Christ, we have received grace. Okay, that grace will bring about our obedience of faith. And he's, he's talking to all the nations on behalf of his name. It's God's grace that's going to help us to obey in faith. Amen? It's his grace. It's like, okay, God, you have to do this through me, Holy Spirit. If you want me to be bold, if you want me to stand, okay. Unless God has called you. How do I say this? The Lord dealt with me a long time ago. He says, I haven't called you to stand on principle. Because rebellion in us, we don't like to be told what to do. Amen? We don't like to be told what to do. We certainly don't like to be told what to do when it's stupid. Can I get an amen? Amen. We certainly don't like to be told what to do when it's stupid coming from people who we know don't like us or have a demon that doesn't like us. Amen? Amen? And the Lord taught me a long time ago, don't do anything based on principle. Do what I show you. Now, so two things could look alike. The Lord could have me, just use an example, the Lord could have me go into a business that has that sign on it, and because we're censored, praise God. Has anybody noticed America's changed because we're censored and we can't say without somebody listening to it? Amen? So I could go to a place, and my personal belief from medical science is this is not going to help anything. Amen? Amen? My spiritual belief, which is based on my relationship with God, is that I don't have to worry about this thing. Amen? But a lot of Christians have died from this thing. So being a Christian, and even being a strong Christian, doesn't mean that you can just wass around acting like you don't have to think about this. Amen? Just like everything else. Let's all be real. This... Self-righteous fake stuff causes a lot of confusion in the church. It's pretended faith and with others, okay? So what am I getting at? Self-righteousness is you trying to make this work. Only God can make this work, amen? So, so, so if I go somewhere and they have the sign that says this, for those who don't know, I'm putting something over my mouth and my nose so my spit doesn't touch anybody, Amen? My spit will cause eyeballs to grow. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. <laughs> Jesus spit on people. Amen. They got eyeballs when he spit on them. I'd be like, take that mask off, Jesus. <laughs> I want to see. Amen. But our spit's not doing that yet. Unless he tells it to. Amen. Unless he empowers it. Amen. We've got to separate. So, so if I'm led by principle and my principle is, well, I know that this is not going to help anything, and I know that I don't need to do this, and I know that, then I could walk in there, and I could find myself in trouble. And God might not rescue me. Amen? Now, when I say he doesn't rescue, yeah, maybe if you got the money and you can get it to the Supreme Court, if you get past the Virginia Supreme Court, praise God, that will take grace. And then maybe they'll hear your little case. But maybe that's not your battle. Amen? But if I go somewhere and I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? He's like, just... Go in, I'll take care of you. He will make you like invisible. Or he has chosen you to be the one to do the fight. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get, see, God is the God of the nations like China too. Okay, they got a demonic, demonic, horrible, antichrist spirit over there. But to the Chinese people, amen, who are Christians, amen, They've got, you go in one of these underground churches, I don't know about there, but when I went in Russia, oh my gosh, they are powerful with the presence of God. They're not playing games. They know it's got to be race, I mean grace, and they know it's got to be real. And they know if they die for it, they die for it, he'll give them grace. See, he will give us grace to go to prison if we're supposed to go to prison. But don't let stupid put you in prison. (laughs) Unless you want to go to prison. Does everybody what I'm saying? Get rebellion out of your heart. Don't become part of this antagonistic war that's going on because God's not in that. Okay, now, I am all for people gathering together to do their constitutional rights, amen? I'm all for the right to protest that we have as of now in this nation, amen? Okay, that is a right we have in our nation, So you can choose to participate or not participate. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? But God, when he's in it, he's going to show you, he's going to take care of you, or he's going to put you in a position where you'll be, like Daniel was imprisoned, right? Now get it, when Daniel was imprisoned, Daniel went by the rules, except for what? Except for the one that said he couldn't worship God. Daniel was willing to die and go be with God over instead of not worshiping him. Amen? But Daniel didn't run out of the, wherever they had him captive and say, you can't, you know, Do you get what I'm saying? God wants us to learn. I don't know how bad things will get or won't get. I do know this. I go to some nations where they're pretty bad, and I know other people go to nations where they're really bad. Amen? What I'm getting at is I need to be led by God. And then, then he opens and closes doors. Amen? Then he makes a way where there seems to be no way. Then he stops the lawsuits. We all saw him stop a lawsuit here for, I don't know what it ended up being. At one point, it was supposed to be half a million dollars. I think it got down to $90,000 or something. I don't know. Either way, not only did we not get the I, altogether, it cost me six bucks for the papers I ran off to give to the other businesses to show them that we were being falsely sued and then then we were light and because we were led by God and let me tell you this I didn't get in this battle until God told me to get in the battle about the lawsuit I went two years not touching it I made the other side so mad that I would not talk to them and I would not agree with them and I would not be intimidated by them that they, all they showed up, but by the time by the time I got a they got a response from me, a sheriff showed up at my door with a lawsuit thing. Did it shake me? Yes. Okay, let's get real. If you get a report that you got cancer, you ought to be shaken. If you're not, you are in pretended faith. If you get a lawsuit, you ought to be shaken, or you're in pretended faith. Amen. Paul was shaken. Amen? But it's what you do with when you're shaken. If you run to God and say, okay, God, what are we going to do here? (laughs) And how many want to have that real relationship with God that when you run to God, what are we going to do here? Then God is okay with um, telling you what to do. See, don't you want to have a relationship with God where you know that you know he'll talk to you. Let me say, he always talks to you. That you know that you know you'll hear him. Isn't that really more people's concern? What if I don't hear him? Well, let me just give you this. Everything he has to say to you is in his word. When, when people call me for... um some deep ministry, like some major deliverance kind of stuff. Guess what I tell them to do, usually? Go listen to the mentorship uh, teachings and find everyone that has to do with your situation. And then once you've done all that, and you know the truth, and you know where I'm coming from, and you know what God's taught me, then come talk to me. Why? Why? Because it will be on the same page. You'll understand what I'm talking about. I won't have to spend five years teaching you what I've already taught. Now I so, said, well, I don't want to do that. Well, then too bad. Is anybody getting my connection? He wrote us the Bible. We should be so thankful we have it. Amen? I would suggest very strongly everybody get a uh, written version that is not been uh, not a paraphrase, a real... King James, uh, our literal version, um, King James 3 version. And and, I mean, you can get amplified is good too. And I really suggest you have one and that you hide it somewhere if the time comes. Because it won't take much for electronic stuff to disappear. Amen? So maybe that's why the warning is going to have, I have like so many of them put put it in a put it in a put it in a book with a cover that's about Marxism or something. <laughs> Amen. We smile because we are all been raised in America. You wouldn't be smiling if you were in China or if you've been in Germany at the time of what happened in Germany or any of these places. This is a real anti—this isn't a cute little spirit. This is a real anti-Christian spirit. This is a big boy. This is one God turns everything over to at the end. And in that place, the whole world gets punished for not accepting Jesus Christ. Amen? And you may say, well, I don't know if I'm in the end times. Well, I know at my age, I'm in them. <laughs> Some people say the generation from when Israel became a nation. So um, I think they're saying it's about 2040 or 2045. or so. It has to be by then or something like that. The bottom line is you had uh, 30 years onto my life, and I'm telling you, I'm at the end times. Amen. So somebody says there's 40 years left. Well, good for y'all. I know <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm not afraid to die. And I'm not going to be afraid to live. Amen. I'm not going. That's why that one song, the anointing was here. I'm not going to be afraid to live. You cannot sit around and dread what only grace can give you. Amen. And what He'll give you when you need it. So I couldn't sit there, and for two years while the lawsuit was hanging over this place, I couldn't sit there and, and just think about it. I really, and I, I had to cast down imaginations. I had to stay out of the chit-chat about it. I just, but when I finally got the subpoena, whatever it is, you know, to show up in court and to file something, and I had 10 days to respond or whatever it was, guess what? I got into action, I didn't have pretended faith like they weren't going to come and slap us. And if I didn't show up in court, I was going to be guilty for just not showing up. Amen. Can I help you see the difference between pretended faith and, and being led by God? Amen. Amen. And self-righteousness. Well, because your self-righteousness, that's the one thing God hated the most. So I want you to understand, self-righteousness is you and your thinking and your preaching, teaching, or ministering or anything else taking the place of the Holy Spirit. That is what self-righteousness is. That is what self-righteousness is. So how many know we could go to most places and there's a self-righteous service going on with a little bit of Holy Spirit? How many know people are comfortable with self-righteous services? Why? Because you, you know what's going to happen. You know, they got rules to follow. How many know around here you never know what's going to happen? That woman could just get wild in the Holy Ghost, jump over those chairs, and cast a demon out of me, and I didn't even know what was in there. Amen? Because it's happened before. <laughs> I was at a meeting once, and this girl with witchcraft was in like three rows back. I wasn't thinking about it, I was praying, man. She's all into drugs and witchcraft, I, I all spiritual. Sure. Next thing I know, I am flying through the air, landed right in front of her, and took that devil out, went back up and preached. Except for the devil's in me. Well, you know what? If there's a devil in you, don't you want it out? So when can we get over caring what that looks like? It's for freedom that he set us free. Amen? It's for freedom that he set us free. I can't wait till the power of God comes. How many know with Ananias and Sapphira, they would have been much better off if they had had a heart to want to know what devils were in them and get them out, instead of being deceived. How many know right now? Holy Spirit knows every single demon that's still bugging you or in you. <laughs> Isn't that good news? Amen. How many of the church is going to look a lot better but different? Amen. When Holy Spirit does his Holy Spirit thing for real all the time, and he's not uh, invited just to small portions of what's going on. God's going to destroy self-righteousness. Amen? He's going to destroy self-righteousness. Yay. How many know destroying self-righteousness is is painful? (laughs) You look silly sometimes. Do you realize how silly Jesus looked? Preaching at the beach in people's houses, with, with lots of people following him? Look how powerful he looked. You see, he had the power behind what he was saying. He had the authority. He could feed all the people there. Amen? He could feed all the people there with just whatever was there. He wasn't concerned about that. He knew that his father would take care of the physical issues. We gotta get that. Can y'all get that? You need to know that your father will take care of you having food in your stomach no matter what happens in this crazy world. He will take care of you paying your taxes. Right? Just go fish. (laughs) Amen? What was he showing? He was showing, he wasn't giving you a formula that you're actually gonna go spend your whole life fishing trying to get enough money out of fish stomachs. To pay taxes. Amen? He wasn't telling you only bring, if you're having a big party, only bring uh, two fish and some loaves and he'll take care of you having a seafood feast. What was he telling us? I can take care of every physical thing you need. So don't focus on that. Don't be concerned with that. How I many know we got a long ways to go. Let's be real; we got a long ways to go. But He knows that, and He's speeding things up, and we're going to go there. Amen. He's going to take care of us if we do this thing His way, without self-righteousness. Lord, You show me what to do. You show me what to do, and show me when to do it. And can I tell us? We need to stay out of some of this stuff because if you lose, if you really start losing your joy, you might be putting your nose into your uh, to stuff. More than you need to. Amen? Amen. We we don't come on Friday night and pray all that needs to be prayed for. Because how many know there's a lot that needs to be prayed for? When we come Friday night, Lord, what do you want us to pray for? Amen? And when you intercede and pray for what he wants you to pray for, guess what? You can know that you can know that you can know he had a reason for having you do that. But when you pray just everything you're worried about in the whole world, you can't carry that kind of burden, people. Amen? It will actually make you very thankful that there's a body of Christ. Amen? I've become more thankful for all the different things God's doing. I'm thankful for what Sean, how do you say it? Floyd. I'm thankful for what he's doing. And Lance, I'm thankful for all these powerful and and, uh, the pillow guy. Through Christ, we have received grace. It was through Christ they became apostles, not through somebody else's calling them apostles. They learned to bring about obedience of faith among all the nations on behalf of the name of Christ. And you also are called to Yeshua the Messiah. I I like the name Jesus, but I got to tell you the truth. God keeps telling me, Jesus keeps telling me he likes being called Yeshua. Most of these other Jewish terms I can't pronounce, but I can pronounce Yeshua, amen? I still call him Jesus, but I think he actually likes hearing what he was called when he walked on the earth. Let's just do it for him, amen? Let's all just say, we love you, Yeshua. One, two, three. We love you, Yeshua. Whoa. <laughs> you know, it's through relationship with people that you know what they, I, I, I went to lunch with a new neighbor that I met, and um. She, she kept calling me Cynthia. She must have looked, I, nobody calls me Cynthia. So she must have looked something up somewhere that had my real name on it. And um, But it was nice. I, I was okay with it. But when people really know you, they, they call you by a name that, that you respond to. Amen. To all those in Rome loved by God, called to be um, priests, grace to you and shalom from God our Father and the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. First, I thank my God through Messiah Yeshua for all of you because your faithfulness is made known throughout the whole world. Wow. Here's Paul talking to this group in Rome saying, you know what? The whole world is hearing about your faith. The whole world is hearing about your faith. Right now, God is giving the church an opportunity by grace for the whole world to hear about our faith, not our antagonism. Become all things to all people that they might get saved. If somebody really feels safer that you put a mask on. And God doesn't tell you not to. Then I'm not going to judge you for doing that. Do you, do, you see where the church, do you see where the church has gotten into a battle? That's more of a political battle than a b- biblical babble, battle. Now let me say this. If I go somewhere and there's Freedom like Florida, <laughs> amen, I'm going to enjoy that freedom, I'm not into the bondage of these other things, amen, amen, do you see, become all things so all people might be saved, yeah. so, so when this neighbor who's from California was sharing with me why she's Jap- part Japanese, her husband's Japanese, why they wear masks, um, she's not a Christian, I'm pretty sure not yet, her names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You guys, ever since I prayed that prayer for God to bring me to people whose names are written in the book of life, but they don't know it yet or they need help or something, every day. I am witnessing again every day. I used to not witness hardly anywhere. I did when, when I first got saved, I witnessed everything and anything. Amen. I, I didn't have a lot of success necessarily, but I was just so zealous for God. Amen. And a lot of it was self-righteous, just to be honest. But hey, I was learning. Ever since I prayed, God, you know whose name is written. Do you know what else this is in there? It says that those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life won't take the mark. That's how confident God is. We're sitting here worried about not letting them take the mark. And in his word, if you go read it in Revelations, he says, but those who don't, everyone will take the mark except for those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So I'm not going to get into fear about anybody. But I do want to tell them. Your name's in there. But I can't do this self-righteously. I didn't say to this person who I hardly met, your name's in the book of life. She wouldn't even know what am I talking about. Believe me, I told her so wild enough stories. I'm so surprised sometimes that when, when you can tell these wild stories. They're all true. I had a story for, how many know I have a story for everything? And they just kept coming out. She'd bring up a, something and my story would come out. And she'd bring up something. I said, I know this sounds wild. I said, but I'm telling you the truth. I told about um, little Lauren, Micheline's daughter, I told her about um, some of your testimonies. I told them about this, and I told them about that. And I'm like, and, but she stayed, amen. <laughs> and she wants to have us over for di- We need to, what a difference if I know that God showed me this person's name is in the land book of life, but they don't know it yet. <laughs> so they're open. Amen? They're open. If you don't come in with a self-righteous, we're better than you, you got to be saved, blah, 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 right? All the church needs, we got to get rid of self-righteousness. Amen? I mean, needed a reminder of grace. Okay, you need to know this. It's a simple word. You've got to say it in faith. Amen? Which means I'm saying this based on my relationship with God, wherever that's at. It could be an infant relationship with God, but grace is there. Amen? I'm saying this because I need grace for this. You need to stop long enough to ask for grace. Amen? You need to get free from thinking you can handle anything without grace. Why would you want to? Amen? Sometimes I think we get anointing confused with grace. Anointing is God's power that comes out of someone else because he's in there being released. Amen? The anointing can come out of worship songs because those people are anointed. The anointing comes out of me. I know it comes out of me. Amen. I know it comes out of Karen. Karen hits those keyboard and boom, the anointing comes out of her. Amen. Okay. Anointing is where you have an intimate relationship with the Lord and his anointing rubs on you because you spend time with him. And that anointing comes out when, when, you, when it's released by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Does everybody get that? Grace comes down from heaven. Grace comes down from heaven. You can't ask somebody to give you grace. Amen. We need to know what we have. Amen. We need to really know what we have. So you call on God's grace whenever you need his grace. And you do it in faith. Faith is I believe God. I believe his word. I trust him. So I'm going to ask for grace. Amen. Amen. He says, he says, don't think of what you're going to say, whatever it is, if a job interview, if it's a court situation, if it's, if it's a situation where you're being judged in some way, he tells you, don't think about what to say. I'll give you the words. Let me know that's grace. So when you walk in, Lord, give me that grace to say what you want me to say. I preach with grace. Amen. I, I don't pre- pre-plan what I'm going to say, as you can always tell. I'm not against people who are teachers who love to put all the pieces together and sometimes they do that. And personally for me, that's easier because then it's boom, 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 boom. But it still takes grace to put that together, amen? And it's needed in the body. And those who have that calling love doing that. I I do it, I have all kinds of notebooks full of things I've studied and outlined. But when I preach for whatever reason, I preach prophetically, amen? He, he just gives me what he wants to give me when he wants to give it to me because he knows who's listening, amen, and who's going to be listening. Just get an idea. At least another 1,000 to 6,000 people hear this every week. I just want you to know that. And the good thing is you're kind of the people he sit here with faces, so a lot of the messages are geared right to you to help you so that means a lot of those people who are going to be watching are like us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So he's like, he's like, let me let me do this, but but like I may be looking at Alana and knowing something that she's gone through or has been through. And I know and, and the Lord may just bring something to my remembrance, but actually it's not necessarily for her. She could have had tell the victory, but there's somebody watching who needs that story. There's somebody watching that needs that encouragement. They need that understanding. Amen. We have a faithful, faithful. God. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the good news of his son. We need to serve God with our spirit. I want you to make a purposeful decision to make sure your spirit man is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. See, your spirit man, that's the born again part of you. That's the part of you, it looks just like you. Okay, when you you walk out of your body, when you die, like when you come out, It's going to look like you, without the wrinkles and the stuff, (laughs) age spots and, you know, all the messed up stuff that death did with with the flesh. Amen? But the perfect Jew is going to walk right out of that body. How cool is that? That's the part of you that you want really strong. That's the part of you that will demand that the rest of the body get healed. Okay, let me say this. All right, get this. Mm. When your spirit man is stronger than your flesh or carnal mindedness, your spirit man will, have th- will get things back in the right order that they were before the fall of mankind. And your spirit man, which is connected to the Holy Spirit, will begin to... The Holy Spirit leads your spirit man, Amen. Into all things God has for you, and leads you out of sickness, leads you to the right meetings, leads you to the right places. See, we, mm, you, everybody kind of thinks this is something I do with my flesh. No, that's just your brain, people. Your carnal mind. The Bible says to be carnal minded is an enemy of your spirit mind. Amen. The parts that seem strange to you, not there are weird people. Okay, there are people who got false mess and this and that. Just don't worry about that. Amen. You'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them that they love Jesus Christ. That's why our character is really important. Amen? Don't don't spiritualize your flesh mess. I just don't spiritualize. Don't start abusing your calling or your anointing or your relationship with God to manipulate other people. Amen? If you don't know what I mean, you haven't watched much Christian TV. Don't open up your spiritual ears to hear something that's unbiblical that you want your spiritual ears will pick up a political spirit if you haven't renounced a political spirit you will actually hear that thing tell you what's okay and not okay instead of what the scriptures say you do not want a republican political spirit or a democrat and you certainly don't want an independent most of those people watching from home who never go to church is because they have an independent issue we're really studying spirits right now. There's no such thing as an independent spirit, but there are evil spirits that keep you independent so that you can never be an active part of the body of Christ. So when you're wounded, you can run away and hide because you'll have no one who will correct you in love. So, all, oh boy, isn't that a happy day behind those, uh, behind that Facebook teaching and behind... Now, I, I probably, seriously, probably watch and listen to more teaching than most people here. That's what I do all day. But it makes me hungry to be here. It makes me hungry to be with other believers. It makes me hungry to want to flow in the gifts to my brothers and sisters in the Lord. It makes me hungry to wanna be a part of of organizing what God wants to do, whether it's evangelism, um, food pantry, all these kinds of things. It makes me hungry to be an active member of the body. But those who are hiding behind there with wounded places, or they don't want anybody to tell them what to do, they're missing out on being a part of the body. And you'll stand before the Lord, and he's going to tell you that. And you won't have the rewards of those who are actively a part of the body of Christ. You will not hear, well done, good and faithful servant, if you lived your entire Christian life <laughs> independent from being part of his body. Amen. I mean, it's just how it is. He says, don't forsake the fellowshipping together of the believers as it will be for some in the end times. Well, he was talking about this time. We had an entire move of the enemy to close down the church and make everybody independent Christians following this ministry or that ministry. I don't care how much you like them. I don't care how much you like us. You need to be active in a community of believers that, Know you that can that hear God and that you can be active. And you, you can send money to whoever you want to call good ground and you're getting fed. Amen. But you're not an active part of their body of what they're doing for God. Find where that's at and be part of it. We can't, we got to quit trying to build up our own ministries because now it's, we have a sphere of influence. Amen. It's one body. It's one body. So he serves, God's his witness, that he, whom he serves with his spirit and good news. How, okay, how, do y'all get this? God is your witness. God is your witness. I don't need a bigger witness than God. He knows my heart. Not like in but well, he knows my heart. No, he knows my heart. <laughs> and when he reveals it to me, it's usually not that pretty. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Lord, what's in, what's hidden in my heart? <laughs> ooh, ooh. Tuesday night, beauty for ashes. Oh, ouch! No, you're kidding. <laughs> it's. Hmm. <laughs> Let me see this. That's not for the people who hate themselves. They already, they don't. Those things aren't hidden from them. They already know what devil's done there, and they identify with them. That's wrong. You need to go get help to get free. But the ones who have the hidden things of the heart are the ones who don't know they're there. And they're self-righteous, and they don't know they're even there. And then when they say, God, oh, God knows my heart. Yeah, ask him to show it to you. And if it doesn't make you uh, humble and cry out and want to change, maybe you should ask him again. Amen. Amen. That's not a bad thing. Is there anybody in here actually think you're perfect already and you're really moving and all God has for you and, and this is it? You, you've hit that place that God's called you to. Is there anybody who's got that going on? Wouldn't you like to know there is such a thing? Wouldn't you like to know his way of doing it is to humble yourself in his sight? And he will heal us and he will deliver. Same thing for our land. Amen actually it's that god 's not waiting for the people who don 't know him to repent for America, just so you know he 's waiting for the church to repent you want to, why is this stretched out so long because the church is self righteous and the church isn 't getting it, and the church does not understand how much idolatry she's living in, how much worldliness she's living in, how much self-righteousness she's living in, how much doing her own thing she's living in, how much we don't care for others like we should, amen, how much we have to be shaken some to care for others. One thing he put on my heart, we need to get serious about um, a clothes giveaway and serious about a pantry of food for food. Because what our nation is already going through is already hurting people who barely make ends meet. And the church is supposed to be there to help those people with food, to help those people with things. Amen? We're supposed to be there. Right now, because of how crazy the world is, I could up my rent at my one house for $500 a month. That's a crazy increase in rent. Thank you to the people who are in the White House. From 2000 to 2500 in six months, what kind of inflation is that, you guys? Did I do it? No. There's Christians living in my house. I do not even think of it as my house. I think of it as their house, and John and I are financing it, and they they pay us. But how many other Christians are going to have the heart of God about this stuff? And they're Christians too, so they have been paying the rent for the last year and a half instead of trying to sock it to us. Amen? You look at the word. They all sold everything that they could. They sold it. They didn't give it away. They made money for things they didn't need to help others in the body. Now, this isn't about people who won't go work. This doesn't even apply that much to our nation yet because we have so much free stuff coming at everybody. But when it gets down to hunger, how do you know when people are hungry? Because then when you offer them this, this, and this, they're thankful. How do you know when they're not really hungry? I'm not eating that. You're not hungry enough yet. He's talking about the hungry. You, you go, you talk to Pastor Fred in Uganda. They live on beans and rice. They get a meat maybe once every few months. Food to them is not a luxury. It's something for survival. Which, by the way, if you want to give extra in the offering today, we're going to send them some, another love offering. Amen? He goes on, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit and the good news of his son. How unceasingly I make mention of you, always pleading in my prayers. So I, I just, I am going to say right now, just so everybody knows. First of all, if you do have a, anything contagious, we ask that you don't come to church, just so you know. But I'm going to tell you something. That virus that's been released by the devil cannot come through these doors. It, not, it can get you outside of here, as nine or ten of you know. It cannot come through these doors. How do you know? Because God promised me. But he did promise me that we'd have hand sanitizer. Amen? Because that's science. He did promise me if I say, if you have a fever, if you know you're contagious, don't come. Amen? Okay, if you're contagious, don't come. If you're not contagious, fine. Why? That's just, that's like normal, right? Okay, that's just normal. That's not just for this. Amen? But why would we want to make sure this one doesn't come through the door? Because this one is a demonic scheme of the enemy to close the church. Amen? And I don't give in to demonic schemes of the enemy. I don't live in fear. I do think it's smart not to sit real close to people you don't know if they're coughing. I'll just be honest. Amen? Y'all got a good six feet. You're all right. Amen? We could do a Dr. Fauci and give her four masks. Anyhow, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pray, pray, to resuscitator I'm, I'm just saying this because we are going to do this thing right amen God protected us in round one and we are going to use the same wisdom in round two as we're pushing this thing back amen as we're holding this back amen as we will not give anyone a reason to be afraid to walk in here and I will tell you this because I'm into science too if you had that crazy thing You have an immunity that's better than anyone else's, just so you know. I don't want it, so I can have, I'll just take my Jesus immunity, amen. But if you did, and just so you know, a couple people went and got tested to see if the immunity was there, and they had this way back in December, and guess what? They have a strong antibody still in their body. And just for science, someone said if you, it messes, it can mess that up. Okay. This is not the mark of the beast. Do not lose your job over it unless God tells you to and you have no other choice. I'm telling you, we have to submit to some stuff we don't like because we're in captivity. Amen? Amen? I remember at the very beginning of this, my message was how to live in captivity while we're waiting for the deliverer to set us free. Amen? We have to get out of all the crazies. Amen? And we need to pray. We need to quit pretending this was not a real attack on our health to destroy our nation. Because it was. Okay? Thank God it wasn't worse than it is. But we're in the end times. Who knows what's coming? We've got to learn to ride the waves. Amen? We've got to learn to walk in faith. We've got to learn not to be afraid. We've got to learn to trust God. We've got to learn to not be antagonistic of one thing from another thing. Amen? We've just got to learn that. Led by God. Does everybody get what I'm saying? We just got to get real about all this. Amen? For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the good news of his Son. How unceasingly I make mention of you, always pleading in my prayers. If somehow by God's will, now at last I will be granted a good journey to come to you. All right. For God is my witness. Let's look at this in Amplified. For God, whom I serve with my spirit by preaching the gospel of his son, is my witness as to how I continuously mention you in my prayers, pleading that somehow by God's will I may at last come to you. Okay, Paul's spirit, which is leading him, is so hungry, 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 is so hungry to come to these people to minister. Amen? But because he's led by his his spirit connected to Holy Spirit, he's not able to come. But he has a heart to go. He has a heart to go. You know what? I think God has to put in me more. A heart to go. Amen? Amen? Look at Paul. He has a heart to go where God's not letting him go yet. How many know some of y'all might be like me? And we just kind of sit back and say, well, Lord, when you want me to do it, I'll do it. Can I get an amen? And yet Jesus is in his word, hey, the fields are ripe for harvest. There's people all over out there whose names are written in my book and they don't know it. Where's the laborers? And sometimes we can get so religious that we think we have to have a special angel come and tell us it's time to go. Can I get an Amen. We need to begin to cry out, how do we begin to shine in this area? You guys want a local church here, right? Yes? All right, if you want a local church here, we need to start as a group of people getting vision from God of how do we shine here, amen? How can we shine brighter in the trailer park, amen? How can we shine brighter? We need to take across the street. That's a crazy area over there, people. They're still shooting people across the street. Our area is safe. Amen. I'm serious. The police said, told somebody, Caleb, who was in the police department, they drew a circle around our they drew a circle just around our block here, back behind us, the trailer park, I think maybe a little back behind there, and up past that road, and said, This is the safest part of Newport News. I wonder why. How many know why? It wasn't before. But across the street they're still shooting people over there. We're like, we're gonna stay over here, <laughs> keep the bad stuff over there, pray. Lord's like, why why don't y'all begin to rise up and let's go and do what God wants us to do? Amen. So as we transition into the new normal of God, which has always been God's normal, it's very supernatural and it very much serves people. Amen. It very much serves people. And we begin to pray, Lord, bring people in that we can serve. Show us how to serve. Show us what to serve. And how do you serve people? You see what the needs are. Amen? You see what the needs are. And you begin to take care of the physical needs, which will open the door to take care of the bigger need, which is the spiritual need. You need Christ. Amen? You need Christ. And when everybody keeps saying everything's ready for harvest, the reason for that is, is because, guys, most of the world right now is petrified. They're so scared of this disease. They're so scared of, of nobody taking care of them. They're so scared of how to have money. They're so scared of are they going to have a job. Other countries are scared. Oh, be scared. They're, they're setting up, um, what are they calling them, um, Yeah, they're setting up, and I think Tennessee just approved having a um, place where if you don't, uh, if you're a threat because you're not vaccinated or you get it, they're going to send you to a place. Do y'all know that's what they've been doing in China? So we want to politically do all that we can to stop, to keep our constitutional rights. Amen. I'm not coming against that. I just want you to know that. Do you all understand you have constitutional rights that every other citizen of the United States of America has amen and you should do everything you can if you agree with the constitution to keep those rights amen amen, amen. but then you have spirit you <laughs> Then you have a spiritual reality where you do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of this age, the dark ages. You have a spiritual p- things to do also. Amen. Don't just do one and not the other. Amen. Don't just do one and not the other. I don't even know if your spiritual stuff counts if you didn't vote. I'm just kidding. Amen. Amen. So, so we we live, we have dual citizenship, really. We're ambassadors here, but we live in his kingdom. And we gotta really open up to this. Like, wow, this is see the people who are who are just goofy are are just want all the spiritual stuff, spiritual stuff, spiritual stuff. But but they don't want any real substance. Jesus fed those people. He didn't come from the meeting going, well, I just gave them so much, and they're not going to die in a couple-day journey home. Psh, let's, 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 all, let's all go to Denny's, <laughs> you know, because hey, I can zip us out of here. Forget these guys, you know. I just gave them great, great spiritual food, right? <laughs> Come on. Oh, we've been to 50 conferences, and oh, the Holy Spirit was there, and the power was there, and we got slain in the Spirit. We did this and that. Then we ran out and ate. We did this and that. Went home. Nothing changed. Something's wrong if nothing in your natural life changes after you are encountering God. Amen? But let me say this. I don't want to be this self-righteous church that just has a lot of programs and feeding programs and clothing people programs. Amen? I want to be a spirit-led church. That absolutely has people in love with Jesus, getting set free, healed, delivered, the whole thing. Amen? But also in that relationship with God, care about everybody else. They care about what's going on in Hades right now. I don't know if I can say this on here. Can okay, i say this in code. The person in Hades who was, was investigating some past political figures who seem to have a reputation of people getting, who investigate them for child trafficking in their nation. Did y'all understand that? (laughs) Isn't that sad? And from the way it happened, everybody knew who was coming in and did it. So it had to be somebody that they recognized or something. There was no struggle at all. Now the whole nation's gone crazy. How many know God knows everything? How many know we're called to pray? And we're not to be afraid. And I don't know if that person was a Christian, but if he was, he, he got in as a mark. Amen? See, we, we can't pretend that we don't live in an evil world. Can, can everybody get it? We've been in an evil world for a long time. We've just been asleep. Now, I want to wake up my spirit in a powerful way, but I want to impact this community. Amen? I want to impact our nation. I want to impact the nations. And I think everyone in here needs a stirring in your heart. How can I do that? What do you want me to do, God? How can I really do this? How can I be a part of what you want done? Amen? And then find out. Some of you, it's just give financially because you just know there's just no time. Some of you, it's like, well, you know, I've got more time. I could do this. I, I volunteered this building for um, if, they, if some co-ops for homeschooling want to organize, I'll let them use our building for free during the weekdays. Amen? Can't do more. I mean, if you want a building, I got a building. I won't even charge you anything. We keep the AC going anyway. Amen. Amen. People are rushing out of the public schools with a really good reason, especially in our state. Mm. Why? Mm. Don't even get me there. We're not going there today. Not going there today. He goes on, um, he wants to go to see these people. For I long to see you so I may share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is to say, we would be encouraged together by one another's faithfulness, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that many times I planned to come to you and I was prevented until now so that I might have some fruit among you as I do with the rest of the nations. Okay, this is an apostle. How many know Paul's very powerful? Amen. He's pretty straightforward. He's not got the most charming personality. Paul doesn't have a part. If you really look at Paul, he doesn't have a very charming personality. Amen. I mean, John the Beloved, he just has this sweet, old, artsy, craft, you know, personality. Luke, he's a doctor. He's pretty straightforward. But Paul's kind of rough. Get married. I don't see why. Don't get married. I, I'm fine not married. I don't know why. If you can't control your passion, go ahead and get married. Just marry that woman then. You know, <laughs> he just like, you know. You can't fornicate, so marry her, all right? I mean, that's really kind of Paul's thing. He goes, if you're not strong enough like I am to say no, then just marry her. That's that's Paul's real talking, you guys, okay? I'm not making this up, it's in the Bible. God let it be in the Bible. Paul's like, it's not, hey, Paul's like, it's not a sin to want to get married. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. God came up with the idea. (laughs) Paul doesn't seem like he he really liked the whole woman thing too much. But anyway. All right. He goes, I have an obligation to Greeks, barbarians, the wise and the foolish. I'm eager to proclaim the good news also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the good news, for it is the power of God of salvation to everyone who trusts, to the Jew first and then the Greek. Okay, we need to leave here asking for the grace to not to be ashamed, not to be ashamed of the good news, the gospel. Okay, not to be self-righteous about it. Okay, self-righteous even turns God off. Does anybody get what self-righteous is? Self-righteous is you feel better about yourself than, you feel better about yourself comparing yourself to someone else because this part of God's word you know and you do. That's self-righteous. It's religious. Amen? It's the wrong heart with the right words. It's a form of godliness denying the power. Amen? God hates that thing. That's what put the church in the dark ages the first time. Amen? We cannot fight what we're fighting with self-righteousness. We can't win the loss with self-righteousness. So we need to ask God, to pull the self-righteousness out of me. I'm trying to get, when I read these, it takes me like, I get an anointing, I read for a couple days, and then, then I just know it was in there. Really read Romans. It's really good. He talks about why people are turned over to immorality and uncleanness. He talks about why they just get to do whatever they want to do and they think they're okay. How many know we live in a society that that's exactly what's going on right now? Amen? Actually, you're you're called the hater if you don't agree with what they think is okay. Okay. But I'm going to tell you something that will protect you. Get free from self-righteousness. If you choose that sin isn't as bad as this sin, you're self-righteous. If you don't go back and really repent of your own sins, you're self-righteous. Amen? Sin sin is sin. Mm. It's because of self-righteousness in the church that all those letters... (laughs) You know, that big group of letters that like rainbows? The reason they're having so much authority in our education system and the reason they're having so much authority to destroy our nation is because the self-righteousness in the church has not gone after the real issues of the heart. And we've pointed fingers at these things until they've gotten to a point of of complete abuse. Amen? And we need to repent for that. We need to repent for being self-righteous. We need to repent for thinking that's worse than anything else. We need to repent for not taking seriously that the enemy has confused some people's thinking about what they are. Amen. We need to repent of the sexual sin that we, our generation, released onto the next generation. We need to repent at the things we've looked the other way about. Amen. We need, to, we need a cleansing. Amen. We need a Holy Spirit extremely hot shower. <laughs> to come pouring through, amen? Oh, one Sunday morning hits every single church and all those watching who want to come to church and those watching, because you already went to church, praise God. Um, And he just pours out and throws some soap on it and and everybody can't even get up off the floor, amen, until we've been cleansed. Every place where we don't have authority, or let me say this, in America, every place where we've lost the authority is a place more than likely where self-righteousness God in the church, and God cannot honor self-righteousness. What never fails? Love. Love never fails. Love never fails to set a captive free. If you're praying for someone and it seems like it failed, you need to ask God to get the self-righteousness out of you and help love to take its place. You might need to sit down and, and have a conversation with someone And tell them you're sorry you were so self-righteous once you found God. That you turned them off to God instead of bringing them to an answer. Amen? Does everybody get what I'm saying? Oh, gosh. Mm. Here's the hard part. God doesn't want us codependent or entanglements with people. So we don't say it because they won't like us. Amen? Do you see see this? Do you see where you need the Holy Spirit's leading so much? Because you have, you, here, here's what Satan has going, all right? He has self-righteous, self-righteous. He knows they're not going to hear self-righteousness. He knows it's going to turn people off. He knows God can't honor it. He knows God's not going to answer those prayers, right? Then you got, you know, you got the real, the person who sincerely wants to see somebody set free, the person who really wants their loved ones saved, the person who really wants... Um, them heal from things you know what I'm saying? you've got the person who got to just really want your will in this right so you got the self-righteous on one side then you got the sincere real race really running in that race then on the other side you have the enemy with the the enablers the anything goes the the the, the preaching that says god doesn't really care about this you, you see what i'm saying so so here you have this person like i want to be that person who walks led by holy spirit that holy place but it's not self-righteous but it's not enabling amen amen that's how you want to raise your kids that's how you want your relationships to be and and so I just want to get this really out there you can't do it but God can and he knows how and he will and you ask for grace and he will show you you begin to stop Seriously stop and ask him for wisdom before you just jump into what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Let's begin to pull on the things God has given us, amen, as believers, and really, really, mm, really put more belief in those things than the things of the world. If I ask God for wisdom, he's going to give me wisdom. If I ask God for deliverance, he's going to give me deliverance. If I ask God to heal me, he's going to heal me. Amen? I just have to believe. I got to get free from self-righteousness. I want you to get this. Self-righteousness, you try and you try. I tried to do all the scriptures. I, I tried to go to church. I tried to put oil on myself. I tried. But no matter how hard I try, it didn't work. Therefore, you believe the lies that God doesn't love me, or God's not a healer, or you know what happens when it doesn't work. Sometimes you jump over here, and now, well, God doesn't really heal today. He doesn't always heal today. Truly, He didn't say that everyone who practices homosexuality is going to hell. Truly, He didn't. You know, you see what I'm saying? So you go from over here. Oh, this is how it works, this is what the Word says, this is what God says, this is what I've tried. And people try this and try this and try this and try this. And if you get more into Romans, you'll hear them say, I do the things I don't want to do that I didn't say I was going to do. Oh, what wicked man am I? Who's going to help me? And then the answer's there. Jesus. Because this will not work. But, but you don't... Mm. What happens and then people jump over here and say, well, it's probably either there is no God or it's not that bad or, you know, that's not what God meant or that was for a different age. Do you say, all of a sudden you go, ooh, this is good. All of a sudden you go from truth without the spirit to lies or compromises. Hmm. Are y'all getting this? Self-righteousness is truth without the spirit. And the Bible says it brings death. So you have self-righteousness <laughs> battling with lies against God's word. And they're both actually on the same team. And God's like, look, you've got to get out of the self-righteousness as much as you've got to get free from the lies. And the only way to do this is led by me. And if you're terrified that it has to be led by God, why? That's the fun part. The only reason you should not want to be led by God is that you love sin. And I honestly don't believe anybody in here loves sin. I think some of you are bound to it. Do you want me to call out your names? I won't. I'm just kidding. I don't have to. Y'all come up to all the altar calls. Oh, my gosh. Not a shy group. Lord. I'm like. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? So for all those altar calls you've come up to, all those things that you think, "Mm, okay, you you may get free from trying hard enough not to look at pornography. But you will not get free from trying not to look at pornography using self-righteousness, trying so hard not to. Judging everyone who does it, judging everybody else. You will never get free stepping over to lies and thinking, well, God doesn't mind. It won't hurt my relationship with him. I guess I'll have a great relationship with him. You're going to counterfeit. But, but the place, and I just, just once, and I'm just saying anything. God, give me grace. Give me grace for right now. Give me grace. Show me what to do. Give me wisdom. His wisdom might be throw away your computer. Amen? Lord, give me, give me grace, give me wisdom. For those who keep ending up in crazy relationships, first of all, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Period. Don't go after somebody who's almost maybe kind of going to be a Christian if you go to churches like this where you're sold out. Can I have an amen? Amen? <laughs> amen. Just like, what do you it looks like a fight waiting to happen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And say, like, okay, Lord, just help me. H- how many know he wants to help you so much that he died for you? And he, he died. That grave song was good. What he did when he died, he said, okay, now put your name there. I'm going to take all of Cindy's sin past future temptations, everything Satan's going to throw at her, I'm going to take all of that to hell with me. And pay for it. Finished. Done. Over. So that she can be free from it. Free from the sin of law. And then part two... the great mystery, I'm going to go back into heaven and sit by my father at his right hand and together we're going to release the very Holy Spirit to go inside of her to completely give her all the authority that God himself has for her to never be bound to sin again. We're going to call him the comforter because he's going to comfort her from all the things he's going to help her see where she's missed it. He's going to comfort her from all the things where Satan came in and threw her off track when she didn't know. He's going to be the comforter. He's going to be the helper. He's going to actually come alongside. He's going to help her get up again, help her say no again, help her preach again, help her walk in everything she's going to do. He's going to help her by giving her what to say. He's going to help her by showing her what scriptures to read. He's going to help her by knowing where to go and what conferences to go to and who to be. He's going to be her helper. He's going to comfort her. He's going to help her. He's going to teach her. He's going to teach her the ways of the kingdom. He's going to teach her the things of God. He's going to teach her, you know, everything she needs to be taught. Teach her what she needs to raise her kids. Teach her. He's going to be the teacher. Everything she needs to live an overcoming victorious life with Satan under her feet forever was paid for and released by our God. And when you get that, and your repentance isn't beating yourself up, your repentance is turning away from what Satan has done in your life, forgiving those involved, forgiving yourself, And thanking God for setting you free, never punishing yourself for it again, never listening to the devil about it again. It's over. He did it. It's over. Margaret, it's over. He did it. Let me tell you this. Torment comes from not believing that. Torment comes from not believing that. Mental illness comes from not believing that. Mental illness usually comes because of a lot of anxiety and worry where you don't believe God anymore. And eventually that spirit gets in to take over your sound mind, the spirit of fear. God has given every born again person in here his spirit. Does anybody think his spirit can't handle what we're going through right now? Remember this he wrote the end of the book, not the devil. Amen. He warned us. Do you think he would warn us of what's coming and then not empower us to go through it? So let everything shake that has to be shaken. Okay, we're going to go through it for his glory. Amen. And we're going to push back the enemy. As the Bible says, we're going to stop the Antichrist from doing everything he wants to do until until God lets him. There's scripture, God lets him at the very end of it. God lets him, why? Because more than likely what he's doing is going to be the wrath of God poured out. Letting, letting Satan do whatever he wants, which is already told in the word what he's gonna do, would be pretty much the wrath of the Lord, isn't it? Think about it. You want him, you have him. You want all his evil? You wanna see how much he loves diseases? You wanna see how much he loves? He's watching right now to see who loves plagues, who's so scared of them. So when his time comes, boy, because it's finished for him after that, amen? Except for after a thousand years, he gets to come out again and do it again. Because there's no evil in God. You can almost see it like this. Maybe the judgments of God is God turning you over to the one you serve. And even in that, believing for repentance. There will be a light on the planet until Christ returns. And then there will be a big light on the planet, amen. There's going to be 144,000 evangelists from the Jewish tribes. There will still be some believers here. I don't believe all the believers will be here, but people have different beliefs about that. But I do know some believers will be here because it says so. Amen? God will always have a light in darkness. But I believe this with all my heart. We are at a place where he says, arise and shine. Don't hide and be afraid. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. This is your hour to glorify God. Amen? This is your hour to glorify God. And we can only do that with grace. We can only do that with grace. And so I just want to encourage everybody, take a break from listening to all the horrible things going on, unless God brings it to your attention for overcoming purposes. Amen? And let him saturate you with how big he is. Okay. What I don't want people to do, and this is what the tr- Don't pretend it's not happening. Let's get out of pretended faith. Let's get out of pretended faith and self-righteousness. Let's put our big boy and big girl pants on as sons and daughters of God. Amen. And see what he wants to do. And let's get excited about it. Amen. He's coming. He's coming soon. Amen. Let's get excited about it. and and let's really like my dream how many want to really let's really believe that our kids and grandkids and relatives are coming in on the first outpouring they're coming in all of them the craziest ones you know the the ones that the devil wanted you to say go to hell too amen the, the relatives that the devil wanted you to you know you thought it sometimes amen they are like lord i'm sorry i don't mean that i love them lord help them i separate them from the devil which you're supposed to do all that amen let's be believing for them to come in and maybe just maybe some of these evil people trying to destroy our nation maybe they have some believing relatives who are praying for them and just maybe they may have a damascus road and find christ Let's not write the story for him, amen? Let's believe really big what he can do. So, Father, we just come before you. And Lord, I think corporately we renounce this self righteous spirit, this formulated religious thing. Whoa! Lord, we ask for grace to hear you. We ask for the grace to fill your presence. We ask for the grace, God. We ask for the grace to break through every wall. Lord, we ask for the grace to walk this out hand in hand with you. Lord, we ask for the grace to forgive ourselves. We ask for the grace to recognize we're not perfect instantly. And it's okay with you. I just hear the Lord saying, I just hear the Lord saying, not to walk the self righteous path, even with your own issues. But do not jump over to the path of lies. I just hear the Lord saying, see, the way it works, when you ask for His grace and you give yourself to Him and you mean it, and you call Jesus Lord and you mean it, then the Holy Spirit will touch your heart and say, we need to deal with this. And you'll cry out for grace, and you'll get free. And I hear the Lord saying, don't jump into the lie and say, oh, okay, he hasn't dealt with me about this yet. Okay, people, if you know it's sin, he's dealt with you about it. Can I get an amen? If you already know it's sin, sin, Then start asking for grace. Ask for grace. Mm. Break the power of self-righteousness. It says, well, when we get to that altar call, or when God does this, this, and this, then that, or when, forget that, amen? We're not there. Forget the lies. Oh, it's not that bad. Well, God doesn't mind. Well, he's not dealing with this yet. People, if you know about it, he's dealing with it. Can I get an amen? Wow, Lord, people do everything to run from stuff, don't they? Hmm. So, Father, I thank you for the grace for every person to have a breakthrough now. I thank you. your grace is sufficient. Your grace doesn't mean it's going to be a 10-year process. Your grace doesn't mean it's okay till they get free. Your grace means you're doing it. Your grace means you are pouring out by your spirit the power of deliverance. You are pouring out by your spirit the power of wisdom. You are pouring out by your spirit the freedom from entanglements. You are doing it. We receive it. You're doing it. We receive it, and we walk it out. Lord, help us with this. Help help a lot of the people here with this. Help those listening with this. And Lord, we pray for those who run from place to place to place to place to place because there's a deep-rooted pain inside of them, Lord, and a rebellion. And nobody understands me. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. That you would go and bring them grace to get free from that. To heal them, Lord. And Lord, that you would, by your spirit, give us the grace to be fitted perfectly into your body where you want us. Where you're a mighty, powerful God. And you want your entire body to come together in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to put on one worship song. Um, Where's Linda. Linda, come share your testimony. And and as she shares her testimony, um, she wanted to share her testimony the other night, so I told her to do this on Sunday. She's going, give me grace, Lord. Give me the words to say, Lord.
1: Uh, I know mostly everybody in here, but the thing of it is, this has been on my heart for a few weeks, so it may only be for me. But July 1977, I got saved. And I mean, I really, I really did get saved. I was 23, and uh, I, I had a birthday the next month, but... I don't want to forget where he brought me from. You know, because we pray for people, and we look at people that are not doing necessarily the right thing. And we forget we were there before. We didn't understand. The Bible says our understanding was dark, and it really was. Mine was really dark, I was a Democrat. Anyway, (laughs) but I did a lot of wrong things. I did think, if you, most of y'all that know me (laughs) would be shocked if you knew what was behind me. But God wasn't shocked. And one thing I learned along the way is how much he really does love me. I didn't know that. I could tell people all the time that Jesus loves you, but I didn't believe it for myself. I couldn't forgive myself. (laughs) But, and there's people out there that they don't think there's any hope. Being in this church, I came here in 2005. I have learned more truth. And this is not an advertisement for BFA, but we have somebody that preaches and teaches and sticks with you until you get it while God is trying to push you. My biggest problem was me, of course. I was hard-headed and I wanted my own way. I didn't understand, you know, what, why is it a big deal that I don't do this or do that or I do that or whatever? And I have learned that God does really know the things that we do that he, he says not to do. It hurts us, you know? And I have learned, one of the first things I heard from uh, some speakers that came in the beginning One of them whispered in my ear. Now, I had been saved quite a while by then, but I didn't know. I wasn't living it, you know, the way the Bible says. But she whispered in my ear, said that God said it's about time you knew how much he loved you. So, I mean, those of you with kids or families, you know what love is, what real love is. And you do everything you can to try to keep them from getting hurt by the things they do. But we have to remember where we came from, you know. really <laughs> when i look back and i'm not looking back in condemnation that was one thing Whew! thank you jesus Amen. when i got rid of that whoa, there's no condemnation in any of this and it, the regret is not there i've already repented for it so that's done but i the lord showed me a couple years ago that he doesn't love me any more now that i'm walking with him than he that he did before i got saved he made us because he loves us. And so we have to remember that every one of those out there that we're having difficulty with or that we're praying for, you know, sometimes we pray for those that are in power and the decisions they're making. God, saying we don't want them to go to hell. We don't want them to go to hell. But we have to remember how we thought and how we once weren't there and how we didn't know. And still, I'm sure, I can say myself, there are things still going on. I'm going, Lord, I don't get this one. But he will show you. And another very important thing I learned when I came here, and this is, like I said, what the Lord's been showing me the last couple of weeks, is separate them from the enemy that's using them. Amen. You have to do that. If you don't, that was one of the first basic things. And so that was, I was able to even teach my grandchildren that. When they call somebody out and say, oh, they're ugly or they're this and that. I said, or they're doing wrong. I said, you're talking about God's creation. they, They don't serve God. But God made them in his image. And we have to separate and that was easier then for me to understand me. I had to separate me from what the enemy had done to me. That was the hardest part. But I could do it with other people. So we have to learn to separate what they're what they're doing and realize that somewhere in their life they've been just terribly hurt. And hurt upon hurt upon hurt. And hurt people do hurt people. But anyway, I don't know that that really was for anybody but that You just, we just have to remember, not in condemnation, not looking back saying, I wish I was there, but just saying, God, I thank you. Oh, I thank you so much for where you have brought me from and how you have not given up on me and how our best way to show how much we love him is to let him change us, you know, and to do his word.
0: Actually, that was really, really good. Thank you. I, I think what God is trying to put on all our hearts in mind what he's been trying to say to me, too. As we go into this major battle for our nation and for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we cannot be self-righteous. And when she says that, what she's saying is, when I think back to how I used to think, when I think back to what I used to do and how I would respond to Christians and all, I just can't believe how much God's changed me. And, and, and I personally know a lot of the things that I teach other people don't get. I'm not saying, but I, I teach meat. I'm called to teach meat. Amen? Especially if you really get me around a lot of leaders. And, and everyone's called to something different. Amen? That's why we got to pray. Bring us how to get these young people. If we don't remember these things, we're not going to get those young people I saw in that dream. Amen? We're not going to get them. And so self-righteousness turns people away from God or brings them in puffed up and, and not really about Jesus. Amen? And so God, God just wants to deal with, with our, he wants us to have uh, compassion on what the world will want us to call our enemies. Amen? And God say, no, 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 no just know how i got you how i changed you how i love you and and i know you've got to get free from condemnation condemnation is satan in charge of what god should be in charge of there is no condemnation in christ jesus that's why you can look back at your past and go wow thank you jesus But you don't feel horrible. You're not ashamed. You're not trying to hide it. Amen? You can face it. You can repent. You can do whatever God has you to do. Amen? And that's where God's bringing everyone to. If you need to get things right with your children from self-righteousness, and the Lord shows you that, okay? It becomes self-righteous if you do it like a formula. Amen? But you're like, okay, Lord, show me me. And then help me be free from that. Amen? Give me the grace to be free from that. Give me the grace to have compassion. Give me the grace to have compassion. Amen? Did that help anybody? Amen? One thing, I'll just tell you this. One thing about the teaching and preaching when it's in the anointing, your your spirit gets it. Amen? And it may take a little while to bust through to your head. You may not, one day you'll just get this and go, gosh, I know I've heard that, but I didn't get it. Now I get it. Amen? That's what's so cool about the anointing. Amen? This anointed uh, message is going to bust through to your head. And when it does, get it, amen? Go re-Romans yourself and actually read it with understanding. Somewhere here, I'm going to see the difference between self-righteousness and God's righteousness, and I'm going to get totally free. Amen? Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching.